Morning Show. John Hayes, Danny Bramps, cheers to you, my friend. We're outside on the patio at Elizabeth Parlor Room at Hooligans FC. We're going to be here for a watch party on Thursday night for the next League's Cup match. But first, I want to know from you, Danny, what are you drinking? My brother, I'm drinking a... Uh, so this is a protagonist. Uh, it was described by Patrick, the bartender, as a light lager, but it looks more like a Pilsner to me. <laughs> it does look... As a Pilsner connoisseur, uh, you know that by now. If you listen to the show, um, I've got a Sugar Creek Pils. Um, here, You're drinking and, a Pilsner yourself, yeah. And exactly. yours looks lighter than mine. Right, exactly. Yeah, this is not a lager. <laughs> yeah. you, I, have, I know <laughs> lagers, and you, sir... Or not a lager, but it's fine. It's delicious. Love Protagonist. Uh, remember, we had an epic like post-game party one time at Protagonist. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great uh, time. Can't forget that. Uh, yeah. Protagonist Pizza, what I'll say is, it might not be the best pizza in Charlotte, but you can get the biggest slice or the biggest pie that you can get in this entire city. Yeah. So if you're looking for a novelty item, go down there, get some beer, and get the biggest pizza you've ever seen. Hits the spot. It does. On the the right, in, the right, in the right frame of mind, it hits the spot. It does. And uh, you know what else hit the spot? The 4-1 win on Saturday night at the keep an, an awesome opportunity for us to um, have a night out with the club enjoy it and shout out to the anonymous dad uh, for hooking us up with an, a, a vault experience and I just wanted to shout that out because it was just so important I think I talked about my Philadelphia experience for a reason on the show is because when you get up close and personal you can maybe get a different vibe than you might have gotten in the supporter section or up in the 300 level. Johnny, it was a special night. It was a night about family. It was a night about club. It was a night about love and uh, yes, it was. excitement. And, and uh, just like a, a perfect night, a dream night. Like uh, not not here to just sit here and, and talk for 15 minutes at people and, and brag up, oh, I had such a great time. But I mean, like if anyone wants to live vicariously through this, because it is a rare experience. It's not something you get to experience that often, but we have a, a friend of the show who uh, loves to listen and uh, prefers to say anonymous, so we say shout out to you and uh, thanks for the invite. We'll be, we'll, we'll uh, glad to take you take you up again next year if you if you want to if you want to keep it going. But, and, and, uh, I, and I want to underscore uh, because I've always said that this is an, an independent right, podcast, exactly yeah, here yeah, in Charlotte. Yeah, 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 yeah. That this person does not in any way, shape, or form work <laughs> for Charlotte FC. So so my, my mind, I'm I'm conspiratorially minded at times, you know, like uh, uh, the the alien trials that uh, the alien congressional hearings <laughs> got my ears perked up last week. You could say. Um, so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, a lot of people, people saw us down there. We had, you know, some really nice seats right in, uh, in section 115 and, and, uh, like right, like on the corner flag almost. And, and it was great. And friends of us like sent us pictures like, Oh, we see you down there. Huh? You know, and that's awesome. And I was like, I want, and then, then the whole, uh, not hosting the, the round of 32 game controversy broke. Oh my. And. And we're going to talk about that. That's due up in the episode. We're going to talk about the match first, but that's due up later this episode. We've got a special uh, discussion planned for that. But And you and I both were both, like, felt shitty about it at first, but then both, like, tried to say, okay, hey, let's spin this. Let, let's accept. Let's understand, like, what the club is trying to say here about how hard it was to schedule this, et cetera. And so then my mind starts worrying. I'm like, are people going to say that the club bought off the Charlotte <laughs> Soccer Show 
sent them to the vault, you know, the night that they're going to announce this horrible thing that they had to have seen coming, you know, at least 24 hours in advance. I'm like, I'm oh, like, did no. they bring us to the vault so that we would spin it positive? Do we have that much influence? I don't know. I actually think that this should be discussed on Capitol Hill. I think there's enough yeah, evidence here. Yeah, yeah exactly. what, what do they call yeah. it? Is this happenstance or is there actually a conspiracy here? I mean... There's a lot of things. I don't believe in conspiracies, but I do believe uh, in coincidences. I don't know if I said that quote right, but uh, there's a lot of uh, smoke. I'm not sure how much fire is there, but, you know. Yeah, but, but we had uh, such a great uh, time, so shout out to the anonymous dad. And um, I I want to get into the, the, the issue off the top of the show uh, in regards to... Charlotte FC hosting a game in Frisco, Texas instead of at the Keep on Thursday night where it would have been Thirsty Thursday and damn, we would have had a good time there supporting this club right. in the round of 32 against Cruz Azul. I want to get into that, but first I tweeted out from our Twitter account, from our X account, <laughs> at For the Crown Baby. Uh, at for can the I Crown still Baby. say Twitter? Can I, I'm going to still say Twitter for now. We'll see. Okay, we'll see how it plays out. I, I tweeted from at For the Crown Baby. I said, it's a loaded show. There's so many topics to discuss. Sure. We're talking about the stadium issue, of course. We're talking about League's Cup. We're talking about the match on Saturday night. And we're also going to talk about uh, Zellerion, a massive Sheesh. signing, Danny. Just shockwaves through MLS. This is So uh, if you're a fan of, of global football, global soccer, and you, let's say you follow Liverpool, or let's say you follow... Uh, PSG, and you've seen, uh, you know, all these, you say, say you follow Real Madrid, you've seen Benzema, say you follow Celtic, you've seen Jota, you've seen all these big names, uh, N'Golo Conte, one of the most famous football, football players on earth. So you've seen all these big names go to Saudi. Well, the Saudi, the Saudi uh, swoop, the Saudi swoop, hashtag Saudi swoop, the Saudi swoop finally came for MLS. The former league MVP, and, and some say still the best player, I would not say he's the best, but he's among the best. Lucas Delarayon gone to Saudi. Uh, I don't know. We're taping this before Columbus's match tonight, and I don't know if he's even going to be playing. I don't think he will be. Yeah, uh, I, don't think I, so. I highly doubt that he yeah. will. Um, so I asked the Tifos at our Twitter account. I said, "What do you most want to hear us discuss?" And I thought that Zachary Branham he, he chimed in, and I thought he asked like what was to me a very very interesting question. Um, he asks us, what are your top five Beyonce songs? <laughs> I love it. What a, what, what a great question. What, a, what an apropos question. Are you are you putting this to me right now? Am I no, supposed to answer no, this? I, I, I don't expect yeah. you to have a top five. I, I don't I, have a top five. I can give you. I can. Let's see if I can do a top five live. And, and let's see if, if... Okay, go for it. All right, number one, Crazy in Love. Done. Uh, love By the, the way, cra- Crazy in Love, Crazy in Love, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Two, 2003. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, no, no. I love Crazy in Love. I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a Crazy in Love guy. What can I say? That's my number one. I'm old. Uh, 20 years ago. A lot, of, a lot of things have happened in the last 20 years. Number two, let's go with... All single ladies, all mm-hmm. single ladies. The the uh uh oh, you know, the, the the song that inspired a dance craze. Uh, I remember uh, when I first started dating my most recent ex. Two thousand and eight. Yeah, single ladies. Yeah, she she one of the ways she wooed me back in the day uh, 
was uh, doing, she had the whole Beyonce single ladies dance. Uh, so we'll go with that for number two. Number three is a song that I don't know that well, but I always sing the chorus to uh, piss off my daughter, which is Halo. Uh, uh, so if if there's a, uh, uh, there's a Halo thing, if you know what a Halo is, a Halo charger, you know what a Halo like mobile battery is? It's a thing you can order no, online. I, I, Halo, I, I only see the Halo over Ben Bender's head. So, so a Halo is a thing that will charge. It's like you, you charge the Halo and then the Halo can jumpstart your car. The Halo is a flashlight if the if the power goes out. The Halo will soup will charge your phone from zero to 100 in like it'll, a couple minutes. It'll like, absolve yeah. your sins. Right. The, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so when I need the Halo, <laughs> some guy just <laughs> crashed a bike in front of us here on Elizabeth Street. Sorry, that threw me off there. But he played it off very cool. He played off the, I hope nobody saw that, but like 20 people saw it. But anyway, the Halo, when I need the Halo from my daughter, she's got the Halo in her room a lot, and I'm like, I need the Halo to charge my phone real quick. I say, baby, can you bring the Halo? <laughs> <laughs> I like to sing that. Yeah, so, so, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that, my, that, you know. That's in, that it, might be my number two. That can might you be bring my number the two. Halo? That yeah. might be my number two. Really, um, uh, probably uh, pisses her off more than anything. It's one of the things that's most annoying that I do. Uh, Number four would be uh, the song about Becky with the good hair. I think that was kind of a revolutionary song. I don't, I don't know it that well. I'm, uh, <laughs> and then uh, number yeah. five, can I take it all the way back? Can I count a Destiny? Let's throw a Destiny's Child song in for number five, and it would be uh, Jumpin' Jumpin'. The club is full of ballers and their pockets well-grown. You know, full-grown, sorry. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, so. that's a good call-out. Yeah, um, that's my five. I'm going to pick my one and only this okay. evening. Excellent. And I am picking XO by Beyonce and the reason why is because it is covered by John Mayer and it was our wedding dance song wow so if Rachel listens to this segment I better get it right it's clearly number one <laughs> if you picked anything else you'd be in big trouble mister so I I appreciate uh, the TFOs for coming in and really helping us get to, down to the bottom. Zachary, right. Zachary, really asking the tough questions. I feel like we are now calibrated and our thoughts are focused. Our thoughts are focused. <laughs> they are. They are. Uh, but but there's also been some other really good suggestions um, from the TFOs. Um, uh, and and oh, this is just one extra note about the Beyonce situation. Uh, Soccer sheet says. Also, the fact that the Charlotte FC players can't name Beyonce songs. You mentioned that pre-show. Yeah, I saw Soccer Sheet. Soccer Sheet's the one who asked a few of the post-game players. And that's why I mentioned 2003 is, as is the year that 20 years out. ago. And, that you know, they asked a lot. They, the A lot of the guys that were doing post-game interviews were either young players or foreign players or both. So I think Andrew Privet was one of the ones who couldn't... Uh, name a Beyonce song said he didn't really listen to Beyonce I respect Sam for answer, asking the question very smart um, love seeing Privet uh, getting up close and personal uh, <laughs> with, with yeah, a Penn yeah, Stater him, was, was nice yeah so uh, here's I, but like we're gonna we're gonna hear I think we're gonna hear an alternate perspective I think a lot of people are very upset about this whole Beyonce thing but we have a, a discussion plan for later in this show that it kind of kind of clears the air kind of makes like it's not really a discussion if you really think about it it's a new segment on the show called at the bar belly up to the bar belly up to the bar <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna have it. that yeah. uh, segment later in the show with the debut of a new guest 
uh, here on the podcast for hanging out from that. Uh, shout out to Ash Hammer for checking in, Michael Volak, James Paul Perez as well, Evan Hitch chimes in, like the, the TFOS crew is is here. Michael wanted to talk about the vault. Uh, the vault, we, we definitely, uh, I think, hit on that. Ash Hamrick, I think it was a really good question. Danny says, is this the redemption of Latanzio, or will he fall flat on his face when we get back to the league? To the league, excuse me. Uh, so, whatever happens, the next loss, even if we lose by some, like, miraculous, like, individual effort that just like nobody could stop or if we just get completely unlucky or if a ref takes take you know a ref's horrible call forces us to lose whatever happens will be interpreted as Latanzio falling flat on his face as Ash uh, puts it because this is a reactive reactionary roller coaster fan base everything that happens with the Charlotte FC fan base is the either the greatest thing in the world or the end of the world and I'm here for it. <laughs> you know, we're a young club. Let's go. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. That's not a criticism, yeah. by the way. That's a feature, not a bug. So it's no beef, but it's like, of course, if we lose again, everyone's going to say Latanzio fell on his face. And if we win, everyone's going to say he's completely redeemed. You know, like, uh, you know, Redeemer. If you watched uh, Righteous Gemstone season, uh, series finale this past weekend, you you saw the uh, great climax of the scene with the Redeemer monster truck. So is Christian Latanzio redeemed? Um I wouldn't mind seeing him drive a monster truck all over uh, the fake grass at uh, Bank of America Stadium. How about this? Like, like, <laughs> does he have what it, like, is he really, like, doing this? Like, is this, like, his tactics redeemed? As we were watching this match on Saturday night, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, everybody has a guy showing for him. The I kept thinking to myself, the system is working. Like, like every time a, a, a Kalina would pass it to one guy, another guy's cutting into space and, and ready for a one-touch pass. And like the triangles were all there, and the triangles were like pinging up the field. Like you go up the sideline, forward, back, forward, back, forward, back, and all of a sudden you're like 60 yards of the field. Like the system was working. Like it, is this really a, a sort of the triumph of Latanzio's stubbornness finally starting to rub, uh, sink in on these guys, or is it the leadership of the new players? Is it Westwood finally just, like, taking this thing by the scruff of the neck? Where, where do you stand on that? I think it has everything to do with the T-Gang. I think the T-Gang uh, are the folks that uh, were able to identify class and leadership coming into this club in a position of dire, dire need. Mm -hmm. A a player that can play in the middle of the pitch and connect the defense to the attacking players. Like, we never have had that before. Um, someone who's in a leadership role to get that job done, and you can just see it happen right in front of our faces on Saturday night. And whether this is Christian Latanzio's success or not, I guess at the end of the day I don't really care because I will tell you this, on the list of people that stood out to me Saturday night, Latanzio's maybe – 20th <laughs> right right, right. Like he's so right. far down the list of what he, I thought was a difference maker on right. Saturday like I, it was easy to pick that team I agree with that yeah like if anything I I critiqued the fact that he waited too long to you have subs but right. thankfully the team had just was 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 putting in such an intense performance like a comprehensive full 90 performance as a team that it didn't matter despite but, the but quick the turnaround to Thursday yeah the subs came in a little late I'm like we're 60 minutes in, we're facing 10 men up 3-0, and Swiderski's still out there, like, chasing down goalkeepers before they can, you know, punt the ball along <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like subs? You know, can yeah. we get some subs out there, please? JPP chimes in, he says, run back the same starting 11? 
I would put Vargas in for Miriam. I thought Miriam was a little off the pace <laughs> on Saturday night. Um, in the Texas heat, I'd start Kerwin. But other I, than that, I would, I would start the It's same. almost like you've heard uh, someone say that before. <laughs> uh, Vargas was, uh, was poor, uh, excuse me, not Vargas, uh, Miriam was poor on Saturday night. There's no doubt about that. You could tell he was off the pace early, picked up a yellow card for himself. He's lucky that he didn't have a red card. In that match, and it was it was long overdue. Right, yeah, there was a spot the where he should have had a red. I remember, I vaguely remember that. It's a little bit fuzzy memories. So shout out, you mentioned Justin Miram, and I got this is my where I start to digress briefly on a, on a <laughs> quick vault story uh, for Volak, so so Volak can live vicariously through us. Uh, uh, it was awesome meeting the vault. Obviously, you're you're up close and personal. You get, you're you get uh, complimentary food and drink. There's, there's catering that's really good. You know, I had some nice snacks and whatnot. I uh, got to bring my daughter. We made it. A, you brought your wife. I brought my daughter. We made it a family affair. I thought that was really, really also helped make it special. Yes. And uh, we saw Bridget and her daughter there. They had actually for a different. They were not through the same uh, hookup that we got, but they had their own hookup. So it was, it was interesting that like there was another family aspect there. Well, it was, it was so, because like, it was a cup night. It was a cup night. It was just a cup night. It was cup magic. The right, the right people were where they should. Through the building, right? Exactly. So there was I, there was cup magic flowing through the building, wasn't there? Even though I agree with you that it was not Miram's best night, he was struggling to capture that cup magic that we we talk about. Uh, I still love Justin Miram, and I still um, yeah. am yeah. part of the Miram fan club. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Brett Live, <laughs> and deuces. I will throw I will throw my deuces up for anything. So Miram subs out, right? And yeah. we're there. We're thankfully look right there in the front row. Miram subs out. And he does the thing where he walks off the, at the halfway line on the opposite side of the pitch from the benches. So he makes the long walk all the way around, around both corner flags. He's got he's got to walk around like, you know, he's got to uh, circumnavigate half the pitch, you know, around the uh, thing. So I see this is happening. I see him. I see the number 22 go out on the subboard. And I see Justin duck off to the side. I'm like, oh, he's about to make the long walk. And I'm like, I got to do it. So I, like, jumped out of my seat and I rushed down. I'm like... Hopefully no security guards yell at me, but I like stood right up against the barrier and I like put through up the my deuces. through the deuces and I was like Justin, <laughs> throw your fucking twos up, man, Justin, Seriously. you did it. And he and even though he was like you know probably weirded out by that more than anything, he did kind of look at me and be like, yeah, I gave me a little point. Justin's a fan; he loves the fans, so yeah, I, he I, hopefully he felt the appreciation and, and, and hopefully everybody and he, felt the appreciation. And he knows yeah. it's for the crown, baby. Exactly. He's he's one of the many. Uh, Charlotte FC players who have used our catchphrase innocuously uh, on post-game videos. So, yeah, shout-out to you, Justin, for that. Come on the show. Yes. Um, right. And we're, we're, we're working on getting a Charlotte FC player on the show. And if I were you, I would I would expect that to happen. There's uh, rumblings. Pretty soon. Uh, Marcus Castro chimes in. Tifos. Uh, Marcus asks, does Copetti have a place in this team? Oh, man. Can Marcus. Copetti and Carroll play together, or is it one or the other based on CL want, how CL wants to play? That's why I'm asking these I, I asked the TIFOs for these questions off the top today because I knew with so many topics that they would get right down to the yeah. issue at hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of feeds into or plays off of a conversation we started last episode, right? Yes. In terms of ultimately Carroll playing at the 10 at the end of last season, which was good kind of fooled the club into going and buying a striker when they actually Carroll's actually just a striker, right? That's kind of like the argument. That's the premise that I've put out there in recent times. Um, we'll see if it bears out. I do think Copetti's not a bum. You know, like Copetti hasn't shown out. I, I would say Copetti has been 
not enough for what we paid and what we expected. He has not been the prince that is promised. I don't know if he's quite been Joffrey. <laughs> uh, he's probably somewhere in between. I think Carol and Copetti can play together, but but not necessarily in the current formation that we've been rocking. We we don't do a four four two. Right. And so does Carol then go to the ten roll that Bender and Bronico, or excuse me, to the to the second eight roll <laughs> that Bender slash Bronico currently occupies? Uh, it's it's tough. And there's a follow up question by one of the Tifos, uh, Mike Mecklenberger. Oh, uh, Mike um- Umberger at CLT underscore. Charlatan. The charlatan. The charlatan and charlatan. Best finisher in MLS, Bronico or Copetti? I mean, you you got, like, I got to say, I got to say, you guys, I mean, first off, first off, I know why the question is happening. Well, because, well forget, forget the question. I only asked it now because I wanted to give Bronny love, and we're so right. far into this show. Right, exactly. And it was a class right. The reason the question's out there is because Bronny scored really a candidate for Charlotte goal of the season just with the class of the finish. It's not like a... It's not like a pop out of your seat type of goal necessarily. Although you, I did, these, although I did pop out of my seat. <laughs> it's not necessarily a for your jaws on the floor type of goal, yeah. but God, a class finish and, for and, sure. a, and a great assist. Audacious to even try a chip in that situation. You know, you're down by the byline from a tight angle, just yeah. absolutely, and like stuck it in the back corner of the net. Like Bronico, we another great thing about you know the vault access we got we was we were we fanboyed out at the end of the game and we we really got up close and personal with a lot of the players as they were leaving uh, the pitch to go into the locker room. And Bronico told us, we were like, Brant, you were awesome, man. Brant, you rock. He's like, they let me run free tonight, boys. And, and like, he was, he, he ran free for sure. Like, he was all over the pitch. He, not only his goal, not only his beautiful cross to Carroll that should have been an assist, but it was unfortunately headed right at the keeper. But his ball winning that that got us the – the Arfield goal was off of a Bronico winning the ball back up high up the pitch. Uh, and then Carroll feeding on Scotty. So, like – Bronico, like we always talk about a Bronico masterclass, and sometimes I'll admit maybe we're a little too generous with that because we love Bronny, but like that was like the definition coming. of a Bronny masterclass. That was as good as yeah, it's, it's been sure. coming, right? And like and it's I've pressure, called, and I've called that out. It's pressure. And for the, for the record, I knew it was coming. You see what? I happened? know it was coming. There's so many people in this fan base that want to act like Brant Bronico isn't somebody that should be starting regularly, isn't somebody that should have minutes. But I've been calling out for weeks now that he's on the edge of having really, really great performances in this squad. And there's a reason why he plays in Christian Latanzio's starting 11. And what we saw was finally a goal to put the exclamation on that point that I've been trying to make on the show for weeks. And I know Brant is somebody in the fan base that people love. Right, he's he's, and that's because he's a good person. Right. It's because after the match, right. and he's one of our own. A, a, exactly, and, and after right. the match, and he was one of the last people to leave the pitch. The reason we were able to have an extended little yes. mini convo with him yes. was because he was one of the last people out there. Uh, correct. And when Rachel and I went to say hello to him, he was like, "Hey guys, good to see you." Right. He recognized us from the party last year. Hundred percent. Which, if you haven't got your tickets to next month's party, yes. make sure you get them. And that's like honestly, uh, what I'm trying to talk about here, and the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, as someone who's been in the big time media business for over a decade, and I know Danny, you're coming up on 20 years at ESPN, which is uh, an insane feat in and of itself. And we've covered uh, sports at a very high level, and why we love MLS and kind of the the connection that the players can have with the community and the supporters is because it's everything that's great about professional sports. Mm-hmm. And, right. and there's an actual real connection right. between the club and the supporters because of the passion 
and the togetherness and the common goal of creating professional soccer in Charlotte and showing the country and the world that this is a place to come play high-level football. Yeah, and fandom, baby. MLS is such a great fit for Charlotte because Charlotte Charlotte is that classic uh, big town that has the small town feel still, you know, yes. like, like and MLS is that big time league that still has like a, a, a close personal yes. connection. And, uh, you know, like as, as many times as I roll my eyes every time, uh, top mid 90 stalks, Charlotte FC players at target and, and, uh, steals photo ops with them. I'm like, that is kind of cool that like Charlotte FC play, like p- players from our club are just hanging out at target and shopping and getting their shit. Like, you know, like I don't think Bryce Young showing up at a target randomly necessarily may, Maybe, but uh, I doubt it. He's probably got people for that. Whereas I don't know if our Charlotte FC guys have people for that. So, uh, good good things for sure. I will only, on behalf of the people that have been questioning Bronny, I'll just help them move the goalpost a little bit, and I'll say like, yeah, obviously he's going to turn in a great performance because he has some fire lit under his ass by competition for the place. You Which, know? by the way, <laughs> we talked about on the show. Yeah, I think maybe yeah, the last exactly. episode or one of the yeah. last two episodes. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're pumped to be here. We're on the patio at Elizabeth Parlor Room. There's trivia tonight. Trivia and night's I, about and, to start. And I think the master of trivia has now walked in to the building. The gold line is racing by us here on Elizabeth Avenue. It's a Monday night in a QC. Whether you're listening to this tonight, if you are listening to this, uh, to this tonight, you're the TIFA. Like, you're the TIFOs of the year. If you listen to this on Tuesday, cheers to you as well. Appreciate you. And this is uh, going to work all the way through the week. So uh, hopefully everybody's listening to that. And uh, one, th- one reason reason why we like Memorial Stadium and we get that same vibe here is because there's a sunset happening here, Dan. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful sundown. Uh, Elizabeth's just a cool up-and-coming neighborhood. I- I've been expecting this neighborhood to, like, quote-unquote, take off for, like, the last three or four years. It hasn't quite popped to that point. But I- it... it- it's going to it at some point. This this is, I know, I know the big condo development move is, is to go down South Boulevard right now and, and turn South End into Loso, into uh, Star Mount, into this, that, and the other thing until you're halfway to Ballantyne. But Elizabeth is the neighborhood that's poised to pop, I think. It's always a good vibe here. And make sure you're here on Thursday night because there's a watch party, Danny. We're getting yeah. the crew together. The Blue Furia is going to be here. When the Blue Furia is at an EPR Charlotte FC watch party, you know it gets leveled up. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the Dragon Ball Z, like like both guys like sticking their hands together and the huge ball of energy yeah. forms and like shoots out and like conquers the world. That's us. Speaking of energy, we've always got that on this show. You're going to hear more of it next. Okay, Danny, the question is, like, is it legitimate that Charlotte FC has to play a, what is it, a home game on the road, or is it just a, a straight away game? So this is, uh, John, this is where it comes down to mentality. This is where it comes down to, like, how do we want to frame this? Because there's what you want there, there there's, if I can quote Marlo from The Wire, you want it to be <laughs> one way, but it's the other way. You know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, we may think that, oh, we deserve to host. We're the group winners. We should be hosting. This game should be at the Fortress. How the hell? Why are we going out of Texas? And that's all true and valid and horrible. But it doesn't help. It doesn't change anything. So what do we need to do? We need to get into business trip, road trip, 
road game mentality. We need to treat this like a road game. It doesn't matter what the, the bracket says about who is the host. We need to live in reality. There's no alternative facts on this. Like, you, if anyone's been hanging out with me lately, you've heard my rants about uh, big problem of society lately is one of the biggest, like, overarching problems in our entire American culture is this sort of, like, everyone living in different realities. I'm here to tell you what the reality is for Charlotte <laughs> FC. Okay, and, tell, please tell me my reality. <laughs> uh we're going to Texas to play a road match in a hostile environment against one of the biggest, most popular clubs in the history of an entire country, uh, Mexico, in Liga MX. Uh, and uh, Cruz Azul is going to have a huge fan base uh, north of the border, stateside, that's going to show up and show out. And this is a chance. They're going to see this as a chance to take over Toyota Stadium. Uh, I, I pointed this out on Twitter earlier today. I just have to say this, right? You're, like, you're building this up. But I'm, I've been looking at the Liga Mecki standings. Cruz Azul is dead last. Right, but it's only <laughs> yeah. But go back, go back to the previous season. You, I, so they just they just restarted. So okay. the, the Liga yeah, MX right. not only to, three games. Not to get There's too only three games. Not to get There's two in the games. weeds. Not to get There's two in the games. weeds. Yeah, but yeah. The, in Mexico, it's a split season. <laughs> but I'm just saying, yeah. like you look at it. It's, it's, it could be my <laughs> There's the apertura and the clausura. That means opening and closing. Uh, they split the season in half, and then the two champions from each half play each other at the end for like an okay. ultimate championship. Okay. Either way, uh, just similar to Argentina. Remember, Racing Club won one of their halves, and then and then Latanzio faithfully got on that plane to go see Enzo get hurt in the in the Champions Cup. Um, it's been the same ever since. So regardless. <laughs> Uh, Cruz Azul is a tough matchup. What I'm saying is it's a hostile environment. We have to we have to put a road game business trip mentality on okay. as fans, as players, okay. as coaches. I hope everybody in this club understands the time for bitching about uh, our circumstances is over. It's been over. It yeah. was pretty much, to be honest. So did you see that picture? Did you see the picture on social that went around of the post-game locker room celebration? Everyone's happy. Guys are flexing huge smiles on almost every single player's face. And Great I know, photo. I know it's just a snapshot. It's a moment in time. So who knows like what was really happening if you had a video of this moment. But the picture they chose to post, everyone's happy save, like with a giant smile on their face, save for Carol Swiderski, who's like staring dead-eyed into the camera like... I'm get me back out there for 90 more minutes. I'll go score some more goals. Like he's like he like he is setting the tone. I hope and yeah. like letting everybody know that this is a road game. We need to be all business and let, we haven't achieved anything by winning this group. Like, are we going to hang a banner? Do we hang the banner for League's Cup uh, 2023 South Four Champions uh, Group winners? I don't think so. So no. uh, let's go win a few knockout games and prove something. Because me and people that are optimistic, they, we all want to feel like that this is a new club and like things have changed with this club and we're out here. We've won two games yeah. in a row. It's time. We're winners now I, and like, let's go prove it. I got to say, this is a positive approach and I think I'm rubbing off on you, Danny, because this is good vibes. <laughs> yeah, This course. is good vibes cheers. on the show. Yeah. show. Cheers to that. And cheers to a new recording location. Uh, we're at the bar at EPR. Elizabeth Parlor Room. Haven't recorded up here at the bar yet. Been waiting to record at the bar. We can finally do it tonight. And we wanted to bring a special guest on the show Patrick, the bartender, is here. And, hello, hello. Uh, Patrick's officially on the show. What, the, the, what we need to ask is, we were having a conversation pre-show. Yeah. And we said, Charlotte FC, they can't host. And, and everyone has their, everyone has their own conspiracy theories or assumptions and presumptions and about why. we need to why. bring your wisdom onto the show. Okay. Because we, we, we said Beyonce is here and she's taking up the stadium yeah. for a week. Sure, as she should. Because 
I mean, at the end of the day, um, yes, I am a supporter of Charlotte FC. I do love, I do love that club, but um, the Beehive is bigger. <laughs> yep, Let's be exactly. very clear. Yeah. I am dating and, and very much so in love with a Beehive member. Well, so much so that um, we, uh, I spent a uh, substantial amount of money on a ticket for her to go by herself. <laughs> so you bought your girl a ticket to Beyonce last when the tickets went on sale yes, last year. Yes, and you're they, not even going yourself. No, 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 not at all. Not in, 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 in it's the best purchase I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so not only is, is he dropping wisdom on the show uh, in regards to like why this shouldn't really be a big deal for anyone in a relationship, especially uh, some guys listen to this show. He's giving astute advice as well. That's why Patrick wanted to bring you on the show. Buy tonight. the ticket. Yes. It's worth it. Yes. And it, it's it's one of those things, everybody. Um, my wife and, you know, she said, well, Charlotte FC, Beyonce, it's not even a debate. It's, it's not close. Not at all. Right. Like, it's, it, there are levels to this shit. And, you know, got to level up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You gotta, right. You got to right. level up. You got to level up. That's a, that's always a theme on on uh, in this world that we uh, inhabit. And uh, let me tell you, like we think. See, I'm in this like positive bubble. I'm I'm like fully drunk on on Charlotte FC Kool Aid. I got the blue fever. Like I, this is a new term that I've come up with lately. Is like when like yeah. you know I've 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 been famous for like criticizing people who wear mint colored glasses uh, in in uh, in the regards to Charlotte FC. And I, I still am because to me that you're choosing to wear those glasses, but sometimes you just get caught up yeah. and you can't blame someone for getting the blue fever. And I've got the blue fever to where I just like, I'm just like seeing everything so positive because I'm like in love with this club. I'm, I mean like, a, I always, this has happened multiple times where I get in these, speaking of a, a, a beautiful partnership and a great dating relationship, Patrick, and I love that you brought that in. Same. Uh, I get in these like newlywed stages with the club from time to time. All it takes is like a couple of wins and like Carol Swiderski like flipping his hands up to the crowd. Well, Car- Carol, and I'm, like, we, in. Yeah. When Carol scores a goal, the thing about Carol Swiderski is is Swiderski loves a Swiderski goal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he loves, loves a Swiderski goal I think, I think more than Swiderski. I think everybody loves a Swiderski goal. Like it's you know I've always had this thing like you know I'm I'm, all, I'm normally here behind the bar. You know, watching the game, sound on, big screen, everything like that, rooting and everything. And, um, you know, one thing I always say is not, we're not a first half team, we're not a second half team, we're a one half team. And that last. <laughs> you that don't last, know which one it's going to be. <laughs> you, never, you really don't know which one it's going to be. That's um, amazing. And, and, you know, last game, I, I've watching, it just, it put two halves together for the first right, time in a right. very, very That's long time. That's such a great time. insight, yeah. Um, and, you know, just to build on that, especially being away, I think that's that's something that that they can actually like grow on and just use that that momentum to to, to go into that tough environment. Let me just—I have to say something about that. I have to say something about that because I I was talking to you before we started recording, and I talked about our experience on Saturday night, how we were down in the vault and we had this like really intimate first uh, half experience, yeah. a full game experience with the club, and Charlotte has a three-nil lead at halftime. And Ashley Westwood comes walking up through the tunnel area to where they get back in their locker rooms. And there's two bars there and you can hang out and you can just basically, you know, give a shout to the players if you want. It's, yeah. it's not a crowded area. And it's, it's a, by the way, it's like an awesome improvement to Bank of America Stadium. Because we went down to Atlanta and Atlanta's version of that is like epic. 
uh, on their on the field level access. But anyway, Ashley Westwood comes stomping down the tunnel back to the locker room and he's screaming, second half, we fight again. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. Like you're up to, I'm like, I literally was like, whoa, bro. Like that really caught me off guard. How many times that, have you that, seen? That what? he was two like. Two up, yeah. two times. If that's like, what's yeah. time. Like, you yes. know, like, like how many times have we seen it? Like, you know, it's oh put both goodness. halves together. The fact that he if, did that was insane to me. If that's what he's saying in the tunnel, Imagining what he's saying when they get behind the closed doors in the locker room, you know, like he's in front of fans screaming at guys like he's like and like he's screaming at them about something that's 20 minutes away. He's like, you motherfuckers in 20 minutes, you better be ready to go again or else, you know, like and they were. Yeah, it, it was. I think it was. It was just a, a story that I wanted to share uh, on tonight's show about just that moment where I realized because we talked about uh, Ashley Westwood and we talked about you know, his impact on this squad. And there's there's a, a certain part of the fan base, the, the Ashley Westwood T gang. Yeah, we love the Ashley. Shout out to the Ashley Westwood T gang. Great crew. Yeah, it is a great crew. Charlotte yeah. is a tea city. <laughs> and even though he does like his local brew, uh, he's going to go down and have some Texas tea on on Thursday right. night uh, against Cruz Azul, and that's also a, a fun. Usually, we don't do we don't uh, do this typically on the episodes. We try to always come up with creative names. Sometimes, like the episodes, like need to be serious, so we literally like put the match score and the reaction. But other times, we kind of come up with creative things. One of our more uh, famous episodes was the Who Done It mystery case yeah, that we Yeah, had. of course. Yeah, exactly. We, we I'll always a, yeah. stand for that episode. Yeah, we did a mystery. Go back and listen. We need that to be our most listened episode, so go back and stream it overnight while you sleep with low volume, please, um, if you're a true TIFOs. <laughs> so we, we try to do a mystery on the show, and tonight uh, we came up with an episode title, uh, Texas T and Patrick. This is this is all about you, man. This is all about you, and, and how, how did this – like? It's I, I call it poetry. I call it poetry when it comes to the Texas tea, and that's what the theme of tonight's episode is. We're going to have some Texas tea down in Dallas, Texas. Definitely. Frisco, Texas. Yeah, Frisco, yeah. suburb of Dallas. Yeah, not even people from Dallas don't even want to go to Frisco, trust me. I don't ever want to go. To, I'm a Dallas hater. I, I went to college in Fort Worth. Okay. So for me, it's the Fort Worth Dallas Metroplex, not the DFW. Yeah, yeah. But, I, uh, I've been down there plenty of times. You know, uh, I am a Cowboy fan, so you know, nice. I've, I've, I've gone down there. I lived in Texas for seven years. Okay. Uh, you know, when I was younger, um, the uh, Colleen Harker Heights area, like right outside, of, like 45 minutes outside of Austin. So you, ca- I, yeah, my mom was born in Colleen. Actually, shout out uh, Sue Bramlett. Yeah, oh, near, that, near the military. Her dad, I think her dad was in the military, or yeah, he was, hood, he was either in the military at Fort Hood, or he was selling Fort, cars to yeah. military uh, servicemen. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember which one that yeah. was. Either way, right. but uh, my mom service. was born in Colleen and uh, grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, shout out. So we're we're all connected, uh, kind of uh, through the ether with all that. The three of us. Anyway, uh, you know what it is to have Texas tea. I do know and, it's a big cup. It's a it's a big cup, and the, the vibe the, the vibe in EPR when I got here, uh, I was like, damn, this vibe is legit. What is this song playing right now? And Patrick came out from behind the bar, and he was wondering the same thing. It was a great vibe. Looks at the name of the track, and the track is called Texas Tea. <laughs> And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, that's tonight's show. That's well, where yeah, we're going. Yeah. That's, that's tonight's show. We're talking about, you know, going in to, you know, the uh, hostile environment of Frisco. And uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah uh, be in Texas. And I didn't, I didn't realize that. I, I didn't even put two and two together. I forgot Beyonce was the same time. Yep. 
And you were saying like, yeah, we gotta go go to go to an away game now. And I was like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me the tea. Give me the tea. And I want to go turn it down. I want to go turn the music down. And I look on it, and it says Post Malone, Texas Tea. You can't make that up. No, you, you cannot can't. make that up. You can't make that up. So that's the, I just wanted to share the inspiration for tonight's show. Love that. And uh, the theme I think for Thursday night is is let's go have ourselves some some Texas tea. Yeah. And um, some let's pe- drink it up. Yeah. You know, some people would describe Texas tea. Um, and Patrick, thank you so much for joining the show. No problem. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you, Patrick. You're going to be here Thursday night, hanging out. For I'll the, be here Thursday night for the watch party. Absolutely. I'll be behind the bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Patrick will be here Thursday night for the watch party. Hopefully We're gonna- screaming. Uh, you know. Uh, Good thoughts instead of, uh, you know, because I normally do one of the halves. So, originally pre-game, before the uh, Nakaxa win, we were th- talk- we ne- we didn't we were like, how are we going to watch, if we win, what will happen? You know, if we win, where are we going to watch the game? You know, da-da-da-da-da. Well, now, the win was so inspirational and, like, seeing four goals go in and, and, and all of that great stuff. We're hosting a watch party, baby. Yeah, it's are. it's watch party time at EPR. Yeah. Easy be- breezy, not even a decision. Blue Fury, I believe, is going to be here. It's going to be like a classic, uh, just the, uh, the wombo combo. Uh, yes. Get the people together. This place gets a nice, you know, you put. This is just so nice and cozy, but you can fit about you know 30, 40 people in here. It's just perfect. It feels yeah. it feels like a match day. It feels like you know we're all yelling uh, at the TV and reacting and having fun. It's it, gonna be great. It's gonna be a great Chanting. night. Uh, there's gonna be specials on tap. Uh, who knows? We might we might uh, we'll even, open up a tab. Uh, open up a tab and and have a have a great watch party here um, on Thursday night. Danny Brams. Um, the other um, version of Texas tea is what? Oil, that is. <laughs> Black gold. <laughs> That's the old uh, Beverly Hillbilly song goes. We're going to talk about that next. Awesome to introduce Patrick Cornell. The, a new contributor on the podcast, Patrick, behind the bar here at EPR. Danny, our first ever at the bar segment. I thought that was actually kind of special. Hashtag Voices of Charlotte, man. It was great. We'd love to get people involved. And Patrick, we've been coming to EPR really since Matt opened this place. And he's had a lot of bartenders run through here. But Patrick is the guy that kind of gets the vibe we're going for more, more than anybody else, for sure. We love we love sitting here. There's the, the, the place is starting to fill up. Trivia night's getting started. But... We, You've got a sheet. Yeah, we kicked. Yeah, I want to. I don't know. I don't want the tri- like. It's not going to really work for us to tape a segment here here in the trivia. So I might miss the first round. But basically, while we were in our break, young lady stepped out here on the patio uh, to have a smoke, and she challenged me. She said that she's really good at trivia, and I better leave because I have no chance. And she wants to win by default, and I took that as a challenge. So now. Now I might stick around for trivia after we're done taping. Yeah, we'll two verse one. Yeah. So we, we, we want to do a quick final segment. Um, and what that segment is going to be is just a really quick, easy summation of what the vibe is going into Thursday night against Cruz Azul. Right? And the reason why is because I want to hear your prediction. I want to hear your, uh, exactly what you think can happen because at the end of all this conversation, there's still a match to play. Right? So let's just get down to it and talk about what your expectations are. I jokingly mentioned after three games played on the Liga Emeki table that they are dead last. But we both know uh, that they're better than that. Do you think that the odds are ever in Charlotte FC's favor? Or is this going to be another crash 
out of a cup competition. I like our chances. I like our chances, man. What can I say? Uh, Cruz Azul, tough opponent. The the Liga MX competition so far has been a mixed bag. You know, like some of the quote unquote bad teams in that league, Mazatlan and, and Juarez ended up advancing because Austin FC played like shit at, at home for, for two games and lost lost 3-1. Like, Austin FC should have won their group 100%, but but they finished last in their group because they got embarrassed because they didn't show up to play. So uh, the top teams in the League MX, though, have, have had – some of them have looked bad. Some of them have looked all right. Club America looks amazing. Tigres gave up an early goal to, to, to Portland then ended up coming back to win. Uh, you know, so it, it depends. When I say Cruz, did you mention Seattle? When I say Cruz Azul, uh, Seattle uh, got destroyed by Monterey again, up and two knocked nil. Them out. Yeah, Seattle up two nil at home against Monterey. The fact that Charlotte has gone through two. to the round, I, I'm not saying that getting to the knockout stages is a win because in in any we we said before this started, Danny, that we expected them to get into the knockout round. That winning the group was the goal. And by the way, cheers to that we did. We're we group did winners. win the fucking group. Cheers to that. We I did. set goals. I achieved my goals. When we did win the group. So now it's about that round of 32 situation, and there's a lot of good teams in MLS that didn't make it. Yeah, that's true. Seattle gets less good every day, but they are still good, I would say. Um, here's the deal. It's a hostile environment. We have to be ready to go in a hostile environment and win. We have to get over ourselves about the hosting thing. I, I, the fan base, to me, not, not to gaslight anyone, but I just think the fan base in general, at least the online portion of the fan base, little too caught up in the whole hosting thing yeah. for my for my personal taste right. it, it sucks but you got to go serenity prayer god grant me the, the the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can wow and the wisdom to know the difference and this is one of these things where the wisdom has to come in and say uh, you can come up with whatever theories you want about beyonce F- panthers fan fest and the david tepper all you want the fact of the matter is if there was any way that Charlotte FC could be hosting this match and selling a bunch of $12 beers to over, uh, you know, people who have a little bit too much uh, discretionary I mean, I thought, income. I thought, I thought the drinks they, were free. They would. <laughs> they would. I promise. There's no grand conspiracy because Tepper secretly hates the soccer club. They, you know, like, they would be, they exhausted every, you have to, just logic tells you. Just logic tells you they exhausted every possible avenue to try to host this match and couldn't. Now, it sucks we have to go to Texas. That's a whole other thing. That has to do with Apple TV and MLS uh, front office. That has nothing to do. The reason we're going to Texas has nothing to do with anyone that works at Bank of America Stadium. I promise you that. That's just an unfortunate thing. There's probably 100 stadiums between here and Dallas that are closer that that could have hosted this match. People are under... (laughs) People are on the investigative team. But it's it's because MLS, at the beginning of the tournament, set us... There was a few stadiums that had to, like, be designated as the new quote-unquote neutral site stadium. So they're calling this a neutral site game, and it's it's not. And and I wanted to save some uh, reporting for the end of the podcast here. Uh, Oh, this is why you stick around to the end of the episode, folks. Yeah, exactly. You always get to give the the TIFOs uh, um, some recognition at the end of the podcast because I know this has been a fun one and, and we appreciate everybody to uh, hang out with us. And I uh, wish we, were, we all were here at EPR and we could have a party after this podcast, but um, that will wait until Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what from, from what we understand, um, our new signing, uh, Brecht, 
Deagra. I'm going. I'm going. I, I originally Dejanaire. called him Dejagare. Dejagare. I'm going to go with the, the Eric Krakauer pronunciation because he, he. I know this. Is, he f- studies this stuff very closely. I think. I think it ultimately still does come down to dialect yeah. and accent, yeah. but Deagra we're going to go with. Yeah. There's, a, there's a chance that yeah. he can still. The roster is not frozen. Okay, I love it. At this point, and there still could be a debut in this tournament if he's fit and ready to play. It would be a, uh, I think, an ambitious decision by Christian Latanzio to inject him right into the squad in a cup knockout game, but as a substitute off the bench in a dire situation, in a cup match, it feels right. right. If they drop the 11 on Thursday or if we were to win and go on to the round of 16 and they they drop the 11 for a round of 16 games and I see Brecht Diagra on the... uh, on the bench, I'm that, I'm gonna have a little extra pep in my step on that one because I, I like we want to get our new guy in. Our field has has proven to be a qual- another quality signing by by Zorin and the team. Uh, Saturday, Mr. Saturday Night uh, showed us on Saturday <laughs> night. He brought the salute to Bank of America with a nice uh, left-footed finish, uh, first time off a little slip through Carroll pass. Just, just a, a, and he was great. Uh, outside the goal, he played a really good match. I, I know you love folk. Sometimes uh, when I'm watching a match with you, Johnny, I'll see, and you're just, I'm like, is he even watching the ball? No, he's just, <laughs> he's just like watching the midfielders play off the ball. It's so great. It's hard. It's yeah. You gotta, you can't watch the ball in a match. You just gotta kind of sit down and take it all in. Right. See who's and, controlling the match off the ball. That's where the real action is. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, it's why a lot of times I feel the need to watch the game back. Um, yeah. And we, we, you and I do that a lot. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to do that for. Uh, we used to have uh, segments to rewatch. Remember when we used to do the rewatch segments? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, the re- those, yeah. Were, those were some of my favorite early segments. We'll bring that back on the show. As the season rolls on, we'll do some rewatch uh, Yeah, I still, I still rewatch uh, most games. I, uh, I have not. For- There's been no formal rewatch of yeah. this most recently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we got to get back into that. So um, I appreciate everybody for hanging out. Uh, we appreciate everybody for hanging out. Mm-hmm. And we are looking forward to seeing you on Thursday night, uh, a dual watch party with the Blue Furia. Uh, we're going to be hanging out here. We're going to be drinking Modellos. We're going to be having a great night. And hopefully we're going to be uh, cheering Charlotte FC on to the round of 16, which, by the way, feels real. Right? 32, it feels like you've got an opportunity to go on a run, get to the final 16, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're you're, right. you're 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 eyeing the semifinals as a real possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where, where Charlotte FC is in the League's Cup right now. Want to finish on a note? So we're, we got a nice jam going on the music here. I got two phones. I love I love this song. This is one of my guilty pleasure songs. I love singing about two phones. Uh, um, we have two homes at Charlotte FC. <laughs> we have Bank of America Stadium and we have Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas, where we are currently undefeated. Beat FC Dallas there, and uh, let, let's keep that record going. Andrew Privet would also tell you we are Charlotte FC. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams, and as always, for the crown, baby.